Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Well, I got some good news and some bad news for our Democrat friends, for our Biden supporters out there. I know we got a few who uh, who hate watch. Oh, we're back on YouTube. We are back on moment. YouTube, kind of. Uh, uh, back on YouTube for the moment. Let's let's see if we can ruin it again, Ironhead. Uh, here's the deal. Finally, and at last, you got what you were hoping for. You got a you got a Nazi. You got a white supremacist that. Uh, drove a U-Haul truck into the White House and attempted to murder Joe Biden and uh, Jill Biden and anybody else who got in his way. That's what you've been hoping for. That's what Joe Biden's been promising. Hell, that's what every Democrat's been promising. Hakeem Jeffries and and Liz Warren and most of the uh, mainstream media, they're like, please, God, just give us one white supremacist so we can advance this BS about white supremacy being the biggest threat to the homeland. And late last night, we got a U-Haul truck driving, attempting to crash into the White House. Uh, Apparently, uh, it looks to me like the U-Haul truck had nothing in it except one interesting item, a Nazi flag. (laughs) They had a swastika flag. Uh, You could see in the photo the uh, truck, and the back is open, doesn't look like it's full of, uh, you know, uh, a fertilizer bomb. It doesn't look like it's got a lot of uh, weapons ready to take out the president. Uh, And uh, here's the bad news. Here's the bad news. If you're getting excited and you're thinking, finally, we got a white supremacist. Uh, He's not white. (laughs) He's not. He doesn't appear to be a proud boy or an oath keeper or a Klansman. Uh, I'm going to uh, let uh, Ironhead throw his photo up there and then attempt to pronounce his name. The uh, the attempted murderer who attempted to take out the president last night. Uh, he's uh, from St. Louis, a suburb of St. Louis. He's 19 years old. I didn't even think he could rent a U-Haul at the age of 19. Maybe he stole it. He's in trouble now. But uh, there is uh, the, uh, there's not confirmed. This is a report from uh, Carol Moskowitz from the New York Post, a very good reporter. She posts this picture and says uh, she has a very reliable tip that this is the driver of the U-Haul that crashed into Lafayette Square near the White House. His name is, go ahead, Ironhead, give it a shot. Uh, I'm confident in the first name, which would be Cy. Uh, Cy? The Varshita. (laughs) Varshita Kadula. Sai Varshita Kadula, 19-year-old from uh, Kandula? A, a suburb of St. Louis, crashes his U-Haul into the White House. And the only thing we see, the, uh, the police, the Capitol Hill police, I believe the FBI are on the scene. And they took an inventory of the truck, according to uh, news reports. Yeah, I'll just give you the uh, AP. It says police have arrested a Missouri man. They believe intentionally crashed a U-Haul into a security barrier at a park across from the White House. So it was at Lafayette Park. I guess uh, maybe had a, they were uh, maybe they thought he had a really big bomb, and he was going to blow up the whole neighborhood. The box truck driver smashed into the barrier near the north side of Lafayette Square Monday night around 10 p.m. Secret Service spokesman said he was identified as a 19-year-old from Chesterfield. They didn't give you his name. That was uh, learned later. No one was injured. Officers from the Secret Service and the Metropolitan Police searched the truck after the crash. Video posted shows a police officer at the scene picking up and inventorying several pieces of evidence, including a Nazi flag. (laughs) And they lay the flag on the ground on the pavement next to the truck. All right. We are all conspiracy theorists now. After the last couple of years, 
the government has given us no reason to trust them. The federal government, the you name it, FBI, CIA, DOJ, uh, HHS, they're all liars. They're all arms of the Democrat Party, arms of the Biden regime. They're all political. Um, we're supposed to believe this? must <laughs> God, an empty, at least it appears to be empty, U-Haul truck with a 19-year-old kid from, uh, from uh, St. Louis, and he had nothing but a Nazi flag. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was uh, curious this morning when I first saw the story. I said, I wonder if they're going all in on this. If the media who has been dying, dying for a white supremacist to do something threatening. Uh, look at this. We're watching the video. If you're watching along with us, I, I wouldn't say he's attempting to crash anything. He's going about three miles an hour. He hits a curb, gets stuck. That's it. <laughs> I guess he didn't think the plan through. He thought he was actually going to crash this truck into the White House. Yeah, there's not enough weight in that thing to take out a white picket fence. I, I mean, he gets stuck on the curb. Uh, does he hit? It looks like he hits like a fire hydrant or something right there. I think it's one of those uh, those posts to block roads that are in the middle. <laughs> it's it's one of those uh, traffic cones. Yeah. And he gets stuck on it. <laughs> yeah. So they take him into custody. They grab his Nazi flag. And then they say, we got him. We got the white supremacist who's trying to kill Joe Biden. I'm sorry. I'm going to need a little bit more evidence if I'm going to play along with this nonsense. I got I to gotta know more than uh, the fact that he had a flag inside his U-Haul tra- truck. Uh, maybe we'll find out more. But, may, you know, if it's if it helps the cause, if it helps the narrative, we'll find out, you know, he went to a went to a clan meeting or a proud boy meeting. We'll find out if indeed he's no such thing. It'll be buried with the manifesto and with everything else these days that doesn't help the cause, that doesn't help advance the narrative. But there you go. This morning or late last night, this happened. And uh, this morning, the media is at least initially was giddy. I was uh, flipping around this morning to see if they were running with it. I, I put on CNN, MSNBC, nothing. I think even they are going, we need a little more info. <laughs> a guy named Sai Valshittal Kadula. I, I think this guy might have just been moving in somewhere and took a wrong turn. And Chuck <laughs> Schumer was dressed like a Navy SEAL in a close by bush even, and dropped the flag if, off. Yeah, I mean, honestly, even if you're just some dumb kid, even if you're on drugs, you got some kind of plan, don't you? You want to take out the president? You got to put some thought into it. And apparently he just said, hey, look, it's the White House. Maybe I'll drive my truck into the White House. Maybe they, they should check the front seat for a, a bowl of water and a toaster. Maybe that's what his plan was. Good luck. Good luck today to the mainstream media. As usual, it is not easy to carry the water of the Biden regime uh, they got to do something. Joe Biden, again, by the way, we won't spend a lot of time on this, met with troops in Japan, American troops, and told them his son, Bo, died in Iraq. It, again, he's the biggest liar in American history. There's never been anyone like him. I'm not even just talking about politicians. I'm talking about anybody in American life. Nobody has told more lies than this guy, and he is this insane habit of repeating lies after they've been debunked. Everybody knows his son died six years after he came home from Iraq. He died in Walter Reed. He had a brain tumor. Very sad. Apparently he was the only decent person in the whole rotten Biden family. And he passed away. And 10 minutes later, his brother was banging his widow. But Joe Biden to somehow, I mean, he it, to me, that's stolen valor. That's what that is. Saying that your son died in Iraq to a bunch of Soldiers and Marines is stolen. I want to be uh, a gold star father. He's not, but he really wants to be. And he thinks if he tells the lie enough, I don't know. He's just so used to lying and getting away with it. But uh, we will be here if there's any developments. Ironhead is uh, monitoring the situation. He's got two assignments today. He's got to get us the latest on Sai Varshithi Kandula. And he's going to monitor True Social because I think about 10 minutes after um, the word uh, leaks that Ron DeSantis is about to announce his candidacy, Trump is going to have a meltdown on true social like he's never had before. We are going to see 
capital letters and exclamation points and misspellings and just the most childish gibberish from the uh, former president because he is really, he is really nervous about DeSantis. He looks at everybody else, including Tim Scott, who announced yesterday. He looks at them as, as, as uh, um, uh, an advantage for him. The more, you know, the lightweights get in the race, the better it is for him. The only one who threatens him is Ron DeSantis, and he's not handling it well. I mean, he literally congratulates Tim Scott for getting in the race and takes a shot at Ron DeSantis in the same post and says DeSantis is unelectable. (laughs) A guy who won the state of Florida by almost 20 points a few months ago. A guy who's turned Florida deep red who's just done an amazing job as an executive of the state of Florida, the best governor in the country. And uh, Donald Trump has declared him unelectable. I can't wait for DeSantis to get in the race. Hopefully it's tomorrow or Thursday. We'll be here for it. It is going to be fun. He is the best candidate. He's the best. He has the best chance of knocking off Joe Biden. And that is the most important thing. Electability. It is a one issue campaign. The only issue is who can beat Joe Biden. Uh, if it's Trump, good luck to him. I'll be there. I'll be supporting him 100%. But I think DeSantis is a, is a better candidate. As I've said many, many times, we will get, we'll be all over it when it happens. But uh, we got so much to get to today. What a crazy day. Uh, the um, LA Dodgers, as we told you about the other day, initially booked a group of freaks guys who dress as nuns and mock the Catholic religion. Uh, They don't really dress as nuns. They dress as freaky nuns, like bizarro nuns. They paint their faces and put on all kinds of eye makeup, and they're like uh, scary nuns. They also have a Jesus character and a Mary character who mock Catholicism, mock Christianity, essentially. Just the biggest bunch of freaks you've ever seen. They're a troop, like a group who performs, I guess, out in L.A. Uh, The Dodgers booked them to appear on their field and give them an honor, an award. The uh, ensuing outrage caused the Dodgers to cancel, to disinvite them. Well, the pressure from the mob and the media was too much for the pathetic Los Angeles Dodgers, and they have rebooked, re-invited these freaks June 16th at Dodgers Stadium. I'm going to get to the statement because it's unbelievable. It's just so pathetic. You've never seen anything like it. You've never seen a major company and major corporation grovel to these freaks, to these degenerates like the Dodgers. All I can say is I can't wait to see what the Boston Red Sox are going to do to top this because they will have something. Nobody outwokes the Red Sox. It's going to be tough to top the perpetual, what's their name again? Perpetual nuns of... Perpetual, (laughs) hold on, I have it. Right. Uh, we'll get to, we'll get to, it's, it's just, just unbelievable. You're not going to believe this story. It's just, I could not believe what I was reading, what I was hearing last night. It's incredible. This makes Bud Light look like smart marketing strategy. It is just incredible. LA Dodgers are an embarrassment to the country, embarrassment to the, to the sport of baseball. I wish I would watch baseball so I could stop watching baseball, but we'll get to that. Jen Psaki, that hard hitting journalist, former, uh, White House uh, liar. She's uh, went for a jog with Cory Booker. You want to talk about lies told by politicians. We'll get to Cory Booker and Jen Psaki jogging together. I don't think Jen Psaki quite understands what journalism is, what it means to be a reporter, because God, is she an embarrassment. The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. That who the, that's who the Los Angeles Dodgers We'll be honoring uh, next month in Pride Month, which is going to be nauseating, by the way. All these companies under pressure from the trans mob, from the alphabet mafia, are going to be trying to outdo each other. The Oakland A's fired Glenn Kuyper, their play-by-play guy, who accidentally said a racial slur. Everyone agrees. It was an accident. He misspoke. Doesn't matter in this day and age. After 20 years with the company, he's out it's, it's just another act of just abject cowardness. We'll get to that and so much more on this crazy, what is this, Tuesday? 
Tuesday. We'll get so, to the, we got, we got video, we got sound, we got the statement from the Dodgers. You are not going to believe it. It is just, I can't even look at it without getting infuriated. These people are just such cowards. But first, all right, here's what you got to do this Father's Day. Go to MyPillow.com. Use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard MyPillow, which is normally $69.98, is only $19.98 with code word Jerry. MyPillow's made in the USA. comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. It's machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you'll ever sleep on, and it's a great Father's Day gift. Get it now. Support this show and strike back against cancel culture as you know, MyPillow isn't available in the big box stores, so you get factory direct pricing if you order from MyPillow.com using code word Jerry. And if uh, he's already got a pillow, he's a better idea. Half off slippers. They have the best slippers in the world. That's what I want for this Father's Day. MyPillow slippers. Just go to MyPillow.com. Use pro, promo code Jerry. All right, let's go to it. Throw this statement up there for me, Ironhead. Uh, the, the the Dodgers, I hope they lose every game from here to the end of time. I hate them more than I've ever hated an organization. Uh, as we mentioned, they disinvited the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence because of the backlash, because people got to look at them. Again, they're just a bunch of men dressed as nuns, mocking religion. They have a, they have a Jesus and a Mary character, and they mock it. It's all... Uh, it's all just a, just an attempt to degrade uh, the Catholic religion. This is in, a, in, a, in an area where I believe about 35% of the people are Catholic. Lots of Hispanic people, lots of Catholics. This is what the Dodgers think of their fans. They, they think the, these freaks, these creeps, and these sisters of perpetual indulgence, they're more important than the hundreds of thousands of Catholic Dodgers fans. Anyway, here's their statement when they change their mind. First of all, there's a Dodgers logo at the top of the statement, and it's in the rainbow colors, of course. It says, after much thoughtful feedback from our diverse communities, honest conversations within the Dodgers organization, and generous discussions with the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, the Los Angeles Dodgers would like to offer our sincerest apologies to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, members of the LGBTQ plus community and their friends and families. We have asked the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence to take their place on the field at our 10th anniversary LBGTQ plus Pride Night on June 16th. We are pleased to share that they've agreed to receive the gratitude of our collective communities for the life-saving work that they have done tirelessly for decades. What? <sighs> I told you I couldn't get through this. In the weeks ahead, we will continue to work with our LGBTQ plus partners to better educate ourselves, find ways to strengthen the ties that bind and use our platform to support, support all of our fans who make up the diversity of the Dodgers family. Well, I'm just going to say the Dodgers family got much, much smaller because judging by the initial reaction to this, lots of people are bailing and saying they will never ever support the Dodgers again. I don't know how you could, I, if you're the biggest Dodger fan in the world and you're Christian, you're Catholic, you're a decent human being, your organization, your team is spitting in your face they are absolutely just pissing on you. It's just uh, incredible to me that you could do this and think somehow there wouldn't be fierce backlash to this, that the, these people, and here we are looking at them right here, the sisters of perpetual indulgence, men, I assume, you know, gay men or whatever, uh, dressed as nuns, freaky nuns. Here's a guy with a beard. They paint their faces white. Some of them have like devil horns. They just mock nuns. They mock Catholicism. It's what they do. I mean, if they were walking down the street, you'd be disgusted near you. If they were performing at some bar down the street, you'd be disgusted. They'll be on the field getting an honor, getting an award from the Los Angeles Dodgers. Yes, they have, they have crucifixes. They don't, you know, they, they don't believe in the, they believe in mocking the religion is what they do. 
It's absolutely disgusting. And uh, it's going to happen all over the league. The powers, the, 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 uh, the trans mob, the LBGTQ plus mob, the, the, the alphabet mafia is such a powerful force that millions of decent people who support baseball, support the Dodgers, are irrelevant. They are more concerned with the pressure that they get from this radical left-wing outfit of lunatics. It's just mind-boggling that they would do this, and not only do it, but grovel. They're groveling to people who mock Jesus and Mary, who mock the, the religion itself. I mean, it's just bizarre. You wouldn't, you, how does this honor, by the way, LBGTQ fans? If you're just a gay guy who likes baseball, why do you want to align yourself with such freaks? That's what I never understand. Like the Boston Red Sox last year did something similar. They had these three drag queens on the field, throw out the first pitch with some gay woman. And, you know, play to the crowd. And there were kids. Obviously, it's a baseball game. And Turtle Boy afterwards did the deep dive into these honored guests. And they are freaks. They are into S&M. They, they do bondage things at bars. I can't even say what some of these guys who were honored by the Red Sox, what they're into. It's so disgusting. It's just beyond belief that you would think that's an appropriate person to honor. But that's the Red Sox. They're cowards. They, they do nothing but bow to the mob. They're the same organization that blames their own fans when a player makes up a lie about racism like Tory Hunter did, said kids were chanting the N-word, and they apologize to the guy who lies about their fans. They take the side of the liar over their own fans. That's the kind of people who uh, run the organization. And it sounds like the Dodgers aren't much different. And when I tweeted about this immediately, you get the reaction to say, Tommy Lasorda was a Catholic. What would he say? Vin Scully. You think Vin Scully would find this, I don't know, entertaining? Who the hell are they pandering to? Just the radical left. And they know there's going to be backlash. I mean, they. this is after Bud Light, after Target, after Miller Light, after Fox News. At what point do people say, these people, these, these, the trans mob is, is loud, they're, they're, they're relentless, but they're not as important as their larger audience, our, our, our real fan base. You think these guys are big Dodger fans that sit and watch every game every night? You think they're big Dodger fans, have their Dodgers jerseys and hats and spend real money on tickets? I, maybe, but I doubt it, and I don't think they, they care. They just don't want to deal with the pressure of this mob. This is what they do. We've gone over it before. Bud Light knew the, the Dylan Mulvaney thing wouldn't go over great with their, with their loyal customers, but it's more important to them to get uh, the points, as we've told you before. The Corporate Equity Index, the CEI, is a score given to corporations overseen by the Human Rights Campaign the largest LGBTQ plus lobbying group in the world. It is financed by George Soros. They grade every company, every corporation. And companies like Bud Light and Target and the Dodgers want a good grade. And they do it even when it'll cost them, in the case of Bud Light, billions, billions. And it's something they may never recover from, but they are so fearful of getting a bad grade from George Soros' human rights campaign that they bow to these mobs. And I don't know where it ends. I know this isn't going to go over well. <laughs> Is that an old photo of the perpetual, whatever, the sisters of the perpetual indulgence? Yeah, they've been around since 1979, apparently. Uh, I mean, I understand. It's L.A. There's all kinds of freaks. I understand. There's, you know, this America. They get to dress up and do whatever the hell they want. They can, it's not like it's Islam, it's Catholicism. So you can do what you want, say what you want. I will say, I will say though, the Red Sox recently had a woman who played semi-pro baseball with the men 
throw out the first pitch, and her pitch landed in the visitor dugout. So how much worse could it get, really? Yeah, she was the uh, first Division One player, <laughs> and she proved that she was not uh, – it was not legit because she couldn't <laughs> didn't come within 20 feet of the plate. Everybody knew it was just a stunt. She played Division One college baseball. I don't think she was a star. I mean, they just can't accept the fact that, uh, you know, men are better at certain things like baseball and and track. It's another uh, trans guy, another guy who beat the girls in a race, uh, uh, high school race, big deal, finished second. And one of the girls on the medal stand put her thumbs down and, ooh, that's all they needed to see. She had to apologize and say, I didn't really mean anything. Just because a boy kicked my ass, I thought it was great. I think it's wonderful. But I'm curious what the rest of Major League Baseball will do, what the fans will say and do. They're going to boo the hell out of these guys. They are. And they should. I mean, they, they should. There's no reason these people, these freaks, these degenerates belong on the baseball field. I, I hope there's a major backlash. I hope people turn on the Dodgers. Uh, I assume some will, some won't. Some will think, yeah, who cares? It's still my team. But uh, And maybe what maybe it'll work like in hockey where they went to the players and the players, certain, some players had the courage to stand up and say, no, I'm not doing the, I'm not doing the rainbow thing. Uh, you know, that happened with a few players. It spread a little bit. Some of the teams canceled their, you know, their, their pride night and didn't force, didn't demand the players submit to the mob. Uh, the Dodgers players, you think, well, the media is probably all in on this, but if there's a few, one or two brave reporters, maybe they'll go up to the players, you know, go up to Mookie Betts. You like this? You like, you know, your, your family all in on this, that they're uh, mocking Catholicism, that they're mocking Jesus and Mary. And uh, maybe, maybe hey, pride's, you know, a month. We got one day for uh, fallen soldiers, Memorial Day coming up. And then we have a month for people to celebrate their sexuality and celebrate guys who dress up as girls for that month. I'll be curious as to what else they can come up with. I got a suggestion. Maybe we could find a group of uh, trans folks of, uh, of uh, drag Queens who I don't get one who mocks Muhammad. Wouldn't that be fun? I mean, it's just, it's America. You're allowed to do that. It's just all in good fun. Celebrate diversity. Let's have a guy dress up as Mohammed, do a little dance. Maybe it could be a woman pretending to be a guy and they can mock Mohammed and the whole religion of Islam. That would be, I mean, it's only fair, right? We're all looking for uh, diversity and fairness. Why not? LA Dodgers, give it a shot. Give it a shot. But the, uh, uh, the Dodgers got, there's no turning back because they already canceled them and then re-invited them and groveled to them. This is uh, Sister Unity. That's his name. Sister Unity, founding member of the Los Angeles Order, which means he's got to be pretty old if he was there when it was founded in 1979. He says, we're happy to receive it. Our community is concerned with performative allyship, but we believe this is sincere. The Dodgers invited us to have a continuing relationship with us. They will be honored with the Community Hero Award. Man, the definition of hero has changed over the years, hasn't it? The yeah. LA Dodgers, one of the flagship franchises of Major League Baseball, is honoring a bunch of freaks who pretend to be nuns with the Community Hero. What the hell makes them heroes? This is LA. You can't find a cop you know, who saved somebody. You couldn't find a fireman or a soldier coming back from, you honor these guys as community heroes. The announcement came after a marathon meeting. This is from the LA times with the sisters, LA leadership, top Dodgers, brash, California elected officials and local LGBTQ organizations, man, they ganged up on the Dodgers and the Dodgers cowered. The Dodgers bowed, buckled. What be nearly became a fiasco instead morphed into a groundswell of community support for the sisters, including an invitation from the mayor of Anaheim to join the Angels Pride Night. So they're going to do the Angels also. Uh, Sister Unity, again, that's his name. 
compared her reaction to what many experience after coming out. Quote, there's a feeling afterward that's a little bit of elation and it settles into calm contentment that you are safe. People on the other side of the country feel free to sling epithets, but people who talk with us, including the Dodgers, learned what is real. That is amazing. The Dodgers and the the Angels are going to honor these guys next month and the rest of the league. uh, Let me see if they got, yeah, if they uh, oh, they got a priest, R.M. Veerling, a priest with a large social media following, posted on Twitter that he'd written to Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Fanford and called this an outrageous insult to Catholics, and he listed Rob Manford's email, so encouraged people to reach out to him. Marco Rubio posted, uh, sent a letter to Rob Manford expressing dismay that the Dodgers would do this. Um, they claim, you know, this big community support. That's a lie. Uh, we all know that it's the, uh, the tyranny of these very small minority. Uh, one of the employees of the Dodgers said, as it stands night, we lose our pride night, whatever that means. I don't know how you come back from this. Um, the, uh, they can't. They're in. They're all in. It's it's on. Uh, let's your move, Boston Red Sox. Let's see what you got. And they put a picture. Oh, Jesus, these pictures are just insane. A big guy with all kinds of, you know, religious things, mocking crucifixes and everything else, and a painted face and a big nun hat. That guy's a community hero. That's the point we've reached in this country. Unbelievable. My prediction is the Red Sox are going to bring in a group of people that have mime makeup on with giant prosthetic penises and boobs. That's to- it's not a bad guess. And they'll have this, they will have a human shield. They have like one like normal respected gay guy or gay woman like they did last year who actually throws the ball and they surrounded the woman with a bunch of drag queens who turned out to be real degenerates, if you read Turtle Boys deep dive into these people who were honored by the Boston Red Sox, but it's coming. Get ready. The month is just going to be like we've never seen before. The the uh, the Alphabet Mafia is feeling emboldened. You know they've got Target displaying bathing suits to help little boys tuck, and chest binders for little girls. Target has this displayed right as you walk in the store. Uh, obviously Bud Light, Miller Light, they've all gone crazy woke. They got a new uh, Ford F-150 in rainbow colors. <laughs> I mean, like there's a big demand for that. Well, I mean, we, we all know rainbow colored cars go faster, so I understand. Yeah, right, right. I'm, I'm sure just what you want yeah. to drive a Ford Ranger in rainbow colors, you wouldn't be, a, <laughs> wouldn't worry about that at all. And, uh, you know, parking that in certain neighborhoods late at night, but hey, <laughs> they're just giving in. To, they're just giving in to the mob, and they're looking for a high. Uh, what is it called? C uh, CEI Corporate Equality Index. I don't think we're going to get a good CEI Ironhead. I just have a feeling this show we are not going to get a good score from uh, George Soros's human rights mm. campaign. Unbelievable, but uh, we'll see. We'll be following if the Red Sox are going to come out with something totally. Yeah, crazy. this is this is when we have to announce that. Just so you guys know, we are not suicidal. Right, we are not suicidal. We're on we're on YouTube, aren't we? Are we still? Did we make it a half so, hour? So far, still there. So far, so good. All right, we got lots more to get to. We got to see this. You got to see this video of Jen Psaki, reporter Jen Psaki, jogging with Corey Busher, and huge news on the Tucker Carlson front. There's a book coming out. I was wondering if someone was going to do this. And uh, apparently it is all done and it ready to go. It comes out in July. That is going to be good. That is going to reveal a lot. But uh, the author posted a video and uh, revealed why Tucker was fired. It's, uh, it's interesting. It's revealing. We'll play that for you. And uh, the Oakland A's, speaking of cowards, fired their play-by-play guy who mistakenly, accidentally misspoke and told and, and used a racial slur. He's out. He's fired. No, no forgiveness for making a mistake. He didn't mean it. He did it accidentally. He's out on his ass. 
We'll get to that and lots more. But first, if you suffer from daily pain, I need you to listen to this message very carefully. As we age, aches and pains are normal, and we're all searching for an effective way to relieve pain, and safety is more important than ever. Let's be frank. We've all seen the horrors of the opioid crisis. You may even have been affected by it personally. And that's where groundbreaking medical scientist comes in, Clint Winters. You may have seen this world-renowned health expert featured in the national media as he unveiled a natural pain reliever that is taking the world by storm. Yes, I'm talking about Conolidine, Kono CB2, the 100% drug-free way to get full-body pain relief without dangerous meds. As you read this, Kono CB2 has become the go-to pain reliever for hundreds of professional athletes, tens of thousands of seniors, and the pain reliever of choice for the UFC. Clint explains how canolidine is the only compound on earth that optimizes your body's natural painkillers called endorphins at any age. When taken daily, your body will get back to relieving pain like you were in your prime in no time. And the reviews have been incredible. Thousands of others just like you tried virtually everything and have not felt this great in years. Best of all, Kono CB2 does not make you feel the least bit groggy. You feel great, alert, and ready to take on the day. And the very best news, Kono CB2 has no documented side effects after years in private testing. So whatever you do, make sure to visit TryCB2. That's T-R-Y-C-B2.com and check out Clint's amazingly informative report on how canolidine is changing lives by providing safe and powerful relief at one-tenth the cost of pain pills. Visit TryCB2.com to access the only canolidine product in the world. Uh, Let's get to uh, Tucker. His name is Chadwick Moore. If you've watched Tucker, you've seen him. He's a... uh, he was a regular guest. He's a guy, uh, writes for the American Spectator. He's out of New York. He's a gay guy, but he's funny. He comes on, you know, these lighter moments and, uh, you know, makes fun of stories and they have a few laughs. Well, he announced yesterday that he is done with a book on Tucker, a biography, an authorized biography. Tucker approved. And he did, he says, 100 hours of uh, interviews this is a great idea because Tucker is such a big personality in this country right now. Obviously it's a turning point in his career. There's a lot of attention. People want to know more about what he's thinking. I think it's going to be a huge bestseller. It'll probably make some waves. I'm sure Tucker's going to settle some scores. Uh, I think he uh, spoke to the author and uh, among other things, we learned yesterday in a two-minute video that the book was coming out, and he shows the cover and everything. It's coming out in July. He reveals why Tucker was fired. And you know this because Chadwick Moore posted the video. This is on his Twitter. And Tucker retweeted it with a couple of eyeballs. I don't even know. What do the eyeballs mean? Something to look, something to watch. Watch this. Oh, yeah. He, that's all he did was retweet it with a couple of eyeballs. So this is Tucker Carlson approved. Let's watch Chadwick Moore explain why Fox News fired Tucker. Go ahead. Hey guys, Chadwick Moore here. I'm the author of a new biography about Tucker Carlson titled Tucker. I have spent the last year researching and writing this book. And during that time, I've gotten to know Tucker, his family, his friends, and his staff very well. In fact, I've gotten to know Tucker the person, not the caricature that his enemies try to portray. I was working closely with Tucker when he was taken off the air by Fox. And as some of you know, I was also a regular on his show. And I happened to be a guest on the final episode of the show, which was on April 21st. I've also seen the monologue that Tucker planned to deliver on Monday, April 24th, before his show was abruptly taken off the air. That monologue dealt with, among other things, investigations around January 6th, and particularly Ray Epps the only person captured on video inciting people to violence at the Capitol that day, and allegedly an FBI informant who still has not been arrested or charged. Ironically, a good part of the monologue also dealt with the people and forces that are trying to silence him, like AOC and others in government. It has now been reported that his firing was a condition demanded by Dominion as part of the settlement with Fox, Although Dominion has denied this, my sources have intimate knowledge of the situation and they have assured me, even before this news leaked, that that is in fact the truth. 
If that is true, it would mean that a small group of people who have a controlling interest in Dominion have managed to silence what is arguably the most important and influential conservative voice in the country, possibly until after the next presidential election. Knowing Tucker's I do, I'm confident that he will not be silenced, as I'm sure all of you are as well. If you're interested in knowing more, if you want to know about who Tucker is, about his history, his passions, and what motivates him. Again, the title of the book is Tucker, and it's available for pre-order now at TuckerTheBook.com or wherever books are sold. Wow. So he confirms that it was part of the Dominion lawsuit, which is unbelievable. And I'll explain why. Dominion sued uh, Fox for, you know, whatever, defamation, because Fox had people on there saying that, the, you know, Dominion machines were rigged, and they talked a lot about the Sidney Powell, the, that nut job, the Kraken lady. I believe Tucker was not buying into it. I believe Tucker mocked Sidney Powell and didn't buy into the whole Dominion theory, conspiracy theory, as much as other hosts. But they also paid $787 million to settle it. Most people believed if they lost the suit, Fox News had lost the suit, gone to court, they would have paid less, much less. But it would have, they would have uh, forced Rupert Murdoch and others, including Tucker, to take the stand. And and Fox didn't want to take that chance, so they money whipped them. They paid them more than they paid them as much as it took to make it go away, to settle it. Um, that was a surprise to a lot of people. Hell, Brian Steltler was hired by. I can't remember who, Atlantic or one of those rags. Vanity Fair, I think, to cover the trial. He was hired expressly to cover the trial, and there was no trial. People were surprised. So you settle for $787 million, a massive number. Dominion walks away with that kind of money, and they still had enough leverage to demand you fire your most popular host? What did they not get? I get, you got to wonder what a dominion demand they didn't get in this negotiation. See, I think there's some to it. Clearly there's some to it. Tucker confirmed it. Chad Moore reported it and Tucker confirmed it. So it was part of the suit, but I think it's, it's gotta be more than that. It's got to be, we, we all know who wanted them out. Really powerful people as Chadwick Moore mentioned, AOC, Chuck Schumer, Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, the Pentagon, uh, Big Pharma, Fauci. He challenged everybody when so many others in the media wouldn't. There were a lot of people with a lot of power who wanted him out. And I think the Murdochs reached their breaking point. They can blame Dominion and Dominion sounds like they deserve some blame, but they weren't the only ones. That That is an interesting revelation. And I don't think I've ever seen a luckier author than Chadwick Moore. He had this book done, ready to go. When Tucker gets fired, he has to obviously redo some things. But talk about great timing for an author. This book is going to be huge. And it's, it's, gonna it's be, done? It's done. You can see it. I mean, they got the cover and everything. It's just called Tucker with a big face of Tucker on the cover. I mean, he had to go back and redo it yeah. on April 21st. But he's actually got his monologue prepared for Monday. So, people, so obviously Tucker was surprised. Taken by surprise, he, t he said this. He went on with uh, Eric Bulling last night and talked about how Tucker was blindsided, didn't see this coming, had his monologue ready to go about Ray Epps and January 6th, another thing that rubs a lot of people in D.C. the wrong way. So a lot of people wanted him out, including Dominion. But uh, there's going to I mean there's some scores to settle. The problem is Chadwick Moore in that video and with Eric Bulling didn't say when Tucker's going to resurface. I mean, we know he's going to, we think he's going to be on Twitter, going to do a show on Twitter. If I had to guess, he'll drop it at eight o'clock every night just to get uh, his old employee. I mean, which means he'll be going against Hannity, which will probably be fine. They probably hate each other. Definitely. Uh, uh, but that'll be big. When he starts dropping shows an hour long, maybe, maybe longer. And they won't even have commercials, right? It'll just be him. We'll probably, yes. do, we'll probably do a half hour, 45 minutes. He could do three hours. He's got so many you know, thoughts, you, you could tell. But it'll be huge. It'll hurt Fox. It'll reignite the rivalry. And it won't violate his contract. That's why he's doing Twitter. I mean, I got sources, by the way, who said 
don't give up on Newsmax. Yeah, He's I going know. to Twitter because it doesn't violate his contract. Right. So as soon as the contract issue is settled, all kinds of other things open up like Newsmax. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could go back. He could show up wherever in the daily wire blaze, but Twitter doesn't violate his contract. So it only makes sense. So he can continue to get paid 20 million a year by Fox while he goes on Twitter and does his thing. And I will, you know, maybe they'll challenge it in court, but the theory is that that doesn't violate the deal, which means he's got, and that's, uh, as, as Elon Musk explained, there's no contract with, with Twitter. He's just doing like anyone else would do. He's going to have so many followers and subscribers that he'll make money, but he's got no deal with Twitter, like no special deal, which means he doesn't violate his contract and he can get out of it anytime he wants. So if in two months or six months, uh, Fox agrees to settle, they come up with a number, then he could go to Newsmax and do his old show and post it on Twitter. So his presence is going to be massive in the next election cycle. There's no way to avoid it. And it's going to continue to embarrass Fox News. By the way, speaking of Fox News, uh, this, uh, where's the story? The um, the Daily Signal had a story uh, this week, which is pretty interesting because it t- all ties in with the corporate government, whatever, index we talked about uh, the Daily Signal, uh, and this one kind of went viral. Mary Margaret Olahan, she writes, Fox News employees are allowed to use the bathrooms that align with their gender identity rather than their biological sex and are permitted to dress in alignment with their preferred gender. They must also be addressed by their preferred name and pronouns in the workplace. These are just a few of the policies outlined in the company handbook, a copy of which was shared with the Daily Signal. Fox offers to help employees come up with a, quote, workplace transition plan to ease their gender transition. Um, And they go uh, into the uh, woke policies at Fox, which sounds like every other corporation. But here's an interesting part. They start talking about Tucker, a source who still works at Fox News, told the Daily Signal that after Tucker's show was canceled, producers for the new 8 p.m. Fox News Tonight program were told not to bash Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> they, Tucker had to get special permission to refer to Dylan Mulvaney as a he. <laughs> they wanted him to call him her, she, you know, because Dylan Mulvaney is a lovely lady. Uh, and Tucker pushed back and did continue to call Dylan Mulvaney he, while other hosts and reporters fell in line and called him she, but it's an interesting report because Fox is just like every other corporation under the gun from the woke mob. And they certainly uh, acquiesced to many of the policies and uh, got themselves a good corporate equity index. Hopefully we'll find out all about that. All the details. Does Tucker Tucker get a piece of this book? No, I don't believe so. Maybe, but uh, I don't believe so. Um, it's a good question. He could do his own, but I think he just wants that out there. And uh, he said he is not obligated to, to Tucker on this. It's an authorized biography, but he's independent. And uh, he made that clear. I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. I'm pretty sure it's going to be a uh, positive look at Tucker and his life. And uh Positive for Tucker, not so positive for uh, Fox News. I but, actually, uh, I actually heard that uh, Dylan Mulvaney has a biography coming out with the same name. Tucker, <laughs> what is what is Dylan doing other than counting his money? I mean, he's uh, he's obviously a big star, big celebrity. He's got you know whatever celeb Drew Barrymore bowing down to him in the View, falling all over him. But he will always be remembered as the guy who brought down the biggest beer company in the world. (laughs) Bud Light will never recover from the damage Dylan did to them, to it. All right, let's move. Let's get to uh, my favorite, my favorite news report of the year. It really is. And we we don't have a long cut from this, but I laughed out loud. Jen Psaki, if you don't remember, Jen Psaki was the White House hired professional liar 
for a year. She did. Uh, she went up there every day and told lies for Joe Biden. It's what they do. She was much better at it than KJP, obviously much smarter than KJP, but uh, same job. And she left to go get rich and work in the media. Probably has a book coming out. She's just been shameless, though, in uh, her coverage. She does these little soft one-on-ones where she sucks up to powerful Democrats. She's been embarrassing herself since she's been at MSNBC, but this might be a new low. I don't know who's advising her, but it's such a bad look. She does a report on Cory Booker, decides instead of just sitting in the office or maybe taking a walk in the park, they would go for a jog. She goes for a jog with Cory Booker. And if you thought that, uh, you know, Jen Psaki told lies or Joe Biden tells lies, listen to this whopper. And if you're just listening along, they are jogging down a path, the two of them, and talking. So they're wired up. They got mics. They're talking as they're jogging. Let's watch and listen. So you are a pretty daily runner. I have a streak going now. Next week, we'll, I'll break through the 500 days in a row of running. Wow. So yes. you run cold, rain, sleet. You're like, a, you're like the postal service. I have run on days that used to be excuses not to run for me, but now I get this sense of triumph. How long can I keep the streak going? Did I ever tell you my wife's right. an actress? <laughs> <laughs> if you're just listening, not watching along, Picture James Corden running down the street. I mean, Corey Booker, (laughs) I normally see him in his jacket and tie. You don't really notice. He's, he's a fatso. He's, he's big. He's not a runner. He's not a, that's just, unless he's jogging to Dairy Queen every day. (laughs) You telling me that guy runs daily? That guy, he must weigh 250. I'm telling you, he's got the body by Ironhead there. And he's talking (laughs) about jogging every day. And he's, plus he's wearing, He's got the heavy cotton shirt, black shirt, no headphones, no uh, uh, hat. He's not a runner. It's we're, a lie. we're all about cultivating mass, Jerry. Not a runner. I, I'm sorry, but good idea. She should be trying to make a name for herself by asking tough questions because they all like her. They know she's on their team, but she should be trying to make these guys a little uncomfortable with some tough questions. Instead, she's out jogging, and we've seen her with other people sitting around the office just giggling. But let's go for a run and talk about how you run every day, you fats. I mean, she really think people are buying that? He doesn't even look like he's a, like he has any form or anything. He doesn't look comfortable. There is no way in hell that guy can run more than a mile. No way. You could beat him in a 5K, Ironhead. Not a chance. He's a runner, but hey, that's what Democrats do. They just take care of each other. I can't tell if Jen Psaki's had like a makeover since she left or if I just hate her a lot less since I don't see her I, every day. I didn't even look at her. I just was looking at, I was marveling at that body, that big Michelob bottle, that big pear shaped guy telling us he runs every day. Uh, you know, maybe he runs, maybe it's an ice cream truck and he has to run after it. He has to chase it down. <laughs> Get the cookie witch. Get his daily cookie witch. Uh, but that's just embarrassing. But anyway, let's move. Let's get to the A's guy. Let me do Shay, and then we'll get to the uh, the former uh, Oakland A's announcer who was uh, fired after 20 years for misspeaking. That's a crime nowadays. As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. All right, we've talked about this a few times. It's unbelievable. This is the, the world we live in. 
the world we live in, uh, there's a word. If you watch, you know, Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle, or you listen to, you know, hip hop or rap, you hear it all the time. I mean, Chris Rock had a very popular Netflix special. What was that? A month or so ago, a month and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And he said it a thousand times. That word, obviously, you can't say it if you're white. We all agree. Bad word, terrible word, unacceptable. Well, a uh, guy named Glenn Kuyper, play-by-play announcer for the Oakland A's, 17 days ago, said it by accident. Obviously, he didn't mean it. <laughs> he knows he's not stupid. He knows he can't say it if you're not black, if you're not one of the, you know, if you're not in a special group who's allowed to say it. So he is uh, talking about their trip to the uh, Negro Museum, uh, Negro League Museum in Kansas City, and he's raving about it. He's, he's with his uh, partner, uh, Dallas Braden, and he's talking about going to the museum, and instead of Negro, he misspoke. It just came out wrong, right? The word, I mean, just came out wrong. No one even noticed. Dallas Braden didn't say anything. A few innings later, someone pointed out that it didn't sound right, so he apologized. And you're thinking, you know, that's too bad. That's unfortunate. Uh, he suspend, gets suspended, and then he gets fired. And I'm just curious. I read and I say, what do you, what's the argument for firing? Obviously, you know, he made a mistake because he would never do it on purpose. And the Oakland A's, or I should say their uh, affiliate, uh, NBC, uh, says, quote, following an internal review, the decision has been made for NBC Sports California to end its relationship with Glenn Kuyper. Effective immediately, we thank Glenn for his dedication to Bay Area Baseball over the years. Here's the interesting part. And maybe I should withhold judgment. It says, according to a source with knowledge of the situation, the decision was based on a variety of factors, including information uncovered in the internal review. What? The dismissal, uh, uh, Kuyper issued a statement saying the use of the word was unintentional. He said it was a terrible but honest mispronunciation mispronunciation. I wish the A's and NBC sports would have taken it into consideration. My 20 year career, my solid reputation, integrity and character, but in this current environment, traits like an integrity and character are no longer considered. Uh, he's 60 years old. He was suspended, then fired. Um, his partner didn't flinch later on. Dallas Braden said, I didn't notice by the way, interesting little note, the uh, president of the Negro League Museum said uh, he, he forgave him. Um, what was that guy's name? Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick, uh, let me get it. The president of the League, Negro League Museum asked for forgiveness. It said, uh, I wonder if it's even appropriate for me. Uh, no, that's not him. Uh, he said that he, he loved the, uh, the guy had a great visit to the museum and he appreciated it and he forgives him. But the NBC people and the Oakland A's cannot find forgiveness in their heart. Um, it is amazing how many people pounced on this. I know. You got crushed. Just said, just said screw him. Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro League Museum, said he was disappointed to see him fired because he made a mistake. He showed and demonstrated his remorse for something he felt like was a word he'd never used before. I have to take him at his word. I'm really disappointed. I hope they wouldn't come to that. I know how much pressure is put on when things like this happen. This is the president, Bob Kendrick of the Negro League Museum says he forgives him, but NBC Sports California, they can't forgive him. Just incredible for misspeaking was saying the wrong, wrong sound came out of his mouth. Didn't do it in anger. Didn't call anyone the word. Didn't sing a rap song, you know, like, what's his name? Mincy. Didn't sing a rap song like Mincy or Portnoy. Didn't say it on purpose. And he's out after 20 years. That's the world we live in. That's California and the country we live in now. Sad. But, all right, we will leave it there for today. We'll be uh, watching. We'll have the latest on the white supremacist uh 19-year-old from St. Louis who rammed his empty truck into a park near the White House with a Nazi flag. <laughs> this story is wild. I uh, hope we learn more, but uh, 
Maybe not. Maybe it'll just go down the rabbit hole with the manifesto. We will see. And uh, tomorrow, we're hoping for uh, DeSantis's announcement and Trump's meltdown. We'll be here for both of those things. Can't wait. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thank you, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Kelly, and this is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.